Hallelujah. 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 Can you all join me in saying Hosanna. Hosanna. Hosanna in the highest. Hosanna. Hosanna. Hosanna in the highest. My friends, New Life at Calvary family, both here and afar, let us join together in prayer. Gracious and holy God, we say Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna to the highest. Gracious God, on this Palm Sunday morning, Lord, we celebrate you. We thank you, Lord, for the gift that you gave to us that began on Palm Sunday, Lord, when you rode into Jerusalem, Lord. We thank you for this day, and as we come together in worship, Lord, to reflect upon your sacrifice, to reflect upon your gift, Lord, we pray that you would transform us all, make us new, Lord. Help us to be more faithful. Help us to lean and trust on you in ways that we have never done before. Lord, we ask your anointing Holy Spirit upon this service. Bless all those present today. Bless those that are far away, Lord, online, in another church, Lord. We pray, Lord, that you would bless your people. Help us, Lord, to live lives worthy of you. We thank you, Lord, for what you have done today and what you still yet shall do. We give you all the glory, honor, and the praise. Do your name. And it's in the mighty and holy name of Jesus Christ we pray. And all God's people said, amen and amen. We want to take a moment to welcome each one to New Life at Calvary today. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for being here in church. Thank you for those that, that are joining us online. We want to know you're here today. So go ahead and type in the chat box or put a little note and let us know you're here. We say welcome to all, and we're so glad you came. If you're able today, let us rise to sing with our praise team and our praise band. Hallelujah to the King.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Lord, you are so marvelous to each and every one of us. You are so holy, Lord Jesus, and we truly do desperately long for more of you. Our sovereign redeemer, our savior, our friend, Lord Jesus, we join with the people of Jerusalem offering our own shouts of praise and celebration at your coming. Although we often welcome you as did the multitude on Palm Sunday, we also have not understood fully what that means, Lord Jesus. We confess that we have stood with the condemning crowd on Good Friday with our thoughts, our words, and our actions, Lord. There have been times in our lives, Lord, when we sadly have said crucify. Lord Jesus, we have been like Peter, and we have denied our relationship with you, Lord. Please forgive us. We turn to you for help and forgiveness, gracious Savior, not because we deserve it, but because you are so forgiving. Save us from our sinful ways and restore us to a life of loyalty to you, Lord Jesus. Almighty God, we are amazed at the way you turn the world upside down. You are so different from each and every one of us, Lord. Lord, for a savior of the world, we, we, we would have chosen a powerful prince, but you chose an infant baby. For disciples, Lord, we would have chosen the rich and the famous, but Lord Jesus, you chose as disciples, fishermen, and tax collectors, and outcasts. Lord, for a grand entrance into Jerusalem, Lord, we would have been on a white stallion, Lord Jesus, but you chose a donkey. Lord Jesus, on Palm Sunday, Lord, you would have, we would have chosen to stay and just been celebrating on Palm Sunday, Lord, but you took us to Good Friday. Lord Jesus, you would have, we in our own sinfulness, we would have chosen a, ro a royal throne but you chose a cross. We thank you for your cross. We thank you for the sacrifice that you made for us. Lord Jesus, you chose each of us. You extended to us a love and a grace that we just cannot understand nor fathom. Thank you for choosing us. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for forgiving us. Lord, we pray that we can share the hope of your gospel with those in need. We pray you bless the sick, bless those who are lost, bless those that are incarcerated, bless those that need re relationships, that need restoring. Lord, bless those that are depressed and downcast and feeling ill of spirit. Help us all to deal with our pride. Help us all to deal with our lust, our greed, and our jealousy. Help us to overcome and truly live lives worthy of you. Lord, you are the God of the universe. You are the God who defeated death and rose again on the third day. Lord Jesus, fill us with hope and joy and peace. Believing in the power of the Holy Spirit, we trust you and we honor you. In the mighty and holy name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And all God's people said, amen and amen. Lord, let us all rise as we recite our church purpose together. In response to God's love, our purpose 
is to love others, teach the word of God, and reach the world for Christ. Therefore, as a covenant partner, I will invite others to come and join me in worship. I will be a part of a small group Bible fellowship to grow in Christ. I will serve in the ministry with my gifts and talents. I will do my part in faithfully giving my tithes and offerings to keep the ministry of Jesus Christ alive in the world. I will love all those who enter our doors and accept them in our midst. Amen and amen. We will now be blessed by Patricia Townsend, who will bring to us our scripture today. New Testament will be John 12, 13 through 15, and then 23 through 28a. Let us hear the word of the Lord. Psalms 27. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked advance against me to devour me, it is my enemies and my foes who will stumble and fall. Though an army besiege me, my heart will not fear. Though war break out against me, even then I will be confident. One thing I ask from the Lord, this only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. For in the day of trouble, he will keep me safe in his dwelling. He will hide me in the shelter of his sacred tent and set me high upon a rock. Then my head will be exalted above the enemies who surround me. All at his sacred tent I will sacrifice with shouts of joy. I will sing and make music to the Lord. Hallelujah. New Testament. They took palm branches and went out to meet him, shouting, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the king of Israel. Jesus found a young donkey and sat on it as it is written. Do not be afraid, daughter of Zion. See, your king is coming on a donkey's colt. 
be proud. The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Very truly I tell you, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. Anyone who loves their life will lose it, while anyone who hates their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Whoever serves me must follow me, and where I am, my servant also will be. My Father will honor the one who serves me. Now my soul is troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour? No. It was for this very reason I came to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Lord, we thank you for the reading, the hearing, and the receiving of your word. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Pat. Praise God, everyone. Can anyone tell me what time it is? It's offering time. And what did we say? Hallelujah. And it's so good, so, so very good to be able to give back to God in the form of our tithes and offerings. Amen. Has God been good to you this month? It is already April, you all, the first Sunday of April 2023. And on the first Sunday, our special offering goes to support our deacons' ministry. And our deacons have been very busy helping our community and our church folks that have a need. So if you're able to give a little extra, give to the deacons today. We're also asking today, in your bulletin, you will see a white sheet that says, Easter lilies, tulips, in honor and memory. If you could go ahead and write down the names of the people that you want to remember and then when the offering basket comes by, you can put it in the basket. Or if you miss the basket, there's a basket out in the fellowship hall. You can put these in right after church. We Next Sunday, we will have our, our lilies and tulips in honor and memory of loved ones at uh, those costs. So if you could make the contribution, you can see it's $7 per plant per individual. We thank you again for supporting this ministry. As our ushers come forward, let us bow our heads in prayer. Gracious and holy God, you are the great provider. We can think about the many times, Lord Jesus, when we thought we just didn't have enough, and then you showed up, Lord. And we are so grateful for every meal, Lord, that you made sure we have eaten. We are so grateful that every time we go to turn the water on or hit the light switch that something happens, Lord Jesus. We are so grateful that every time it's cold outside and we need a little sweater or a jacket, Lord, you make sure we have something to put on. We are so honored, Lord, that we have the shoes on our feet, Lord, that we have the legs on our body, that we have the breath in our lungs, Lord Jesus. You make sure that we have, Lord. You promised, Lord, that if you was going to keep your eye on the sparrow, you certainly were going to look after us. So, Lord Jesus, thank you. Thank you, Lord. We cannot say thank you enough for all the different things you do in our lives. 
We ask you to bless these tithes and offerings, Lord. Bless our giving. Bless our hearts, Lord. We want to be generous givers, Lord. We know we can't outgive you, Lord, but we want to try to come close, Lord, to giving what you gave to us, Lord. So, Lord, we thank you for these tithes and offerings, and we pray that you would use these offerings to edify your kingdom and to build hope. We give you the praise and the glory. Do your name. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And all God's people said, amen and amen. Thank you. For those of you that are joining us online today, we have several easy ways for you to participate in our offering. Go ahead to nlac.tv and establish your website giving account. For those that like to use Cash App, go ahead, put that dollar sign in, the number 2 NLAC, and your offering comes right to us. For those that like to mail in or drop off your offering, our address is 2020 East 79th Street, Cleveland, Ohio, 44103. Again, that address is 2020 East 79th Street, Cleveland, Ohio, 44103. And we cannot say thank you enough for your support of the ministry here at New Life at Calvary. Saints, we will now be blessed in song by Gwen Coates singing Nothing But the Blood, followed by Pastor Antonia preaching Down and Out for me. Amen.
going to preach to you today about down and out for me. Tell your neighbor, down and out for me. Praise God. So before we begin our Palm Sunday lesson, let us go to God in prayer. Lord, we just say thank you. Thank you for Palm Sunday. Thank you for your son, Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord, for the scriptures today, God. Guide our hearts and move us, Lord. Touch us to where we should be. Move us to where we should go, God, and let us hear what you need us to hear today so that we can make a difference in our lives. Thank you for your son, Jesus, our King. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. How many of y'all know that Jesus is good? That's why we come to church, right? (laughs) We know God is good too, right? All the time and all the time. Well, Jesus was good okay jesus was really good i mean we weren't even alive in the time of jesus and we know that jesus was good right i mean what didn't jesus do i mean he came down into the form of a child in the form of a baby and then he grew up and he taught us about the bible he taught us about the scriptures he taught us about the kingdom of heaven jesus fed thousands with a few loaves and a few fish jesus healed he healed the lame man. He healed blind Bartimaeus, didn't he? Uh, Jesus stopped the wind and the waves for the disciples. Jesus walked on water. Jesus casted out demons. Hallelujah. Jesus did so many things. He fed people. He gave people hope. And not just back in Bible days. I mean, even in 2023, Jesus healed me. Hallelujah. How many of y'all have that testimony today? Jesus led me. Jesus fed me. Jesus helped me on my way. There was a point in my life where I was really down and out, and I had to walk with Jesus every single day. How many of you all have that testimony? When you are really down and out and you need a friend, you can call on Jesus, right? He's the lily in the, oh, I'm about to preach now. He's the lily in the middle of the valley. Hallelujah. He's our friend. He's our helper. He's our savior. Hallelujah. 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 He is our healer. And we know that Jesus is good. Amen. We know that Jesus is good. But, somebody say but. (laughs) Whenever you got something really good or you're doing something really good, you're always going to have some other people that's upset with you, right? Hey, Jesus was the Messiah. He came to earth. He didn't sin, but he still had some haters. If Jesus had some haters, you're going to have some haters too. Amen. Amen. One of the last things that Jesus did that Pastor Kelly talked about last week was that he healed Lazarus. Lazarus was dead. Lazarus was dead. I mean, he was dead. dead. He was in the, in the grave for four days, four whole days. And Jesus, um, Jesus um, was called by Mary and Martha to come and heal Lazarus. And he just delayed and delayed and delayed. He stayed another day where he was at. He, hey, Lazarus is sick. Come on and heal Lazarus. So finally he died. And uh, four days later, Jesus did another miracle and raised Lazarus from the dead, right? So this made Jesus' haters, the chief priests at the time, some of the chief priests at least, they were very upset with him um, because they were making them look dumb. They were making their teachings look false. Well, many chief priests, some of them were called the Sadducees, they didn't even believe in the resurrection, okay? Um, and then the fact that Jesus waited so long, he, had to, he waited four days, 
there was a Jewish superstition at the time that they thought the soul lingered around the body for about three days. So after four days, there was just no hope. There was just no coming back. You dead. You dead, dead. You ain't coming back. We ain't never seen this before. He's dead. You cannot raise Lazarus from the dead. No. Jesus waited, I believe, on purpose to show him that he was the son of God, that he could raise the living, the dead to the to life. And you know what? Sometimes we don't understand why Jesus or why God does the things that God does. We never going to understand everything, but God does have a purpose for some things. And in this purpose, it was basically to show that he was God, that he could raise Lazarus from the dead after there was no hope, that Jesus was the hope. And it was embarrassing to them. They're sitting there having all, imagine, you have this wonderful job, and you are just making all this money, and you have all this glory and all this respect, and all of a sudden some guy that you don't even like proves you wrong. You're going to feel a little dumb, aren't you? Right? So they were embarrassed. So they said, well, we can't, we can't, this Jesus person is just causing us too much problems. He's just messing up our whole little system here. Our whole little, you know, we're just getting all the glory. We like that. How many of you like getting glory sometimes? Oh, yeah. Sometimes we do like getting glory. <laughs> um, he said, oh, we're going to have to put a stop to this. And you know what they did? They said, not only are we going to kill Lazarus again, but we're going to kill that Jesus, too. So um, they had their plan. Sometimes we have our own plans of when we're supposed to be uh, religious, we're supposed to be uh, spiritual, and we're looking at our own work instead of looking to God. How many of us are so focused on what was and how the rules are, how things should be and where things need to go? Everything has a place in the order. Hallelujah. I'm one of those people. Everything has a place in the order. Hallelujah. But when Jesus steps in, he's going to mess up your place. He's going to mess up your order. God is always doing something new. God's ways are not our ways. They're always higher and better than our ways. So these religious religious leaders, they were doing the right thing, but they were doing it with the wrong motives. They were trying to glorify themselves instead of glorifying God. They were spiritual. They They were spiritual, but they weren't spiritual. They weren't looking to God. So now it's working to Jerusalem, and the multitude was coming to Jerusalem, for the Passover feast. How many of y'all know what Passover is? Most of us know what Passover is, right? Well, I'm going to explain to you. Passover is a celebration that the Jewish people had when they celebrated when God released the Israelites from Egypt, right? And God had a tenth plague so that the Pharaoh would let the people go. And he said, I'm going to take all the firstborn sons. But he told the Israelites to do what? Put the blood of the lamb over their doorpost, and the death angel would pass over their house. And God spared those families' lives that put the blood over the doorpost. You know, it's kind of the same uh, thing today. I've heard a real story. When you place Jesus Christ as the blood of the lamb, and you say, I believe in Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, and you put the blood of the lamb over your body, your healing, God will save you. God will heal. God will resurrect you, your dead self. He will bring you back to life, your dead self. Amen. And I'm going to tell you this. When I was in seminary, I heard a real story about somebody that was in a hospital, and they were on their deathbed. And that man obviously prayed for that person. But what he did not know 
is that people were dying on that same hallway. And I can't make this up. They died in order. The next day he found out one after another, after another, after another. And he was praying to that person, passed over that room and went on, kept on going and kept on going and kept on going. Jesus is the Messiah. Jesus is the blood of the lamb. He is the lamb of God. So we have to put the blood of the lamb over our lives, over our children, over our families, over our jobs. Hallelujah. And God will protect us. He is, and that's proof. Now, you know, I can't make this stuff up, but I've heard different stories. Now, imagine the people. Well, we know what Jesus did for us. You know, what has Jesus done for y'all in your life today? Come on, somebody raise your hand and tell me. What? Yes, ma'am. Thank you, Straighten his heart out. Now he is up. 
He is moving. His heart Praise is wide. His knee pain Praise is great. God. And I just want to thank Jesus. His whole attitude is changed because he saw that that was the Lord. He felt like he could have died at any time, never knew nothing was wrong with his heart. Yes. So we just give you praise, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yes, we give God praise. Hallelujah. Thank you all so much. Thank you so much, Susan. And so imagine with all those stories, the things that we hear about, imagine we are in Jerusalem right now gathering for the Passover feast, Jasmine. And we are getting ready to celebrate Jesus because we know Jesus is getting ready to come to town. Jesus is getting ready to save me. Jesus is getting ready to heal me. And this song, it pretty much just says, save me. Oh, Jerusalem, my home. Play it. Jerusalem, my home. Save me. So I want you to wave your palm branches. Turn it up for me. Turn it up. Get up. Stand up. Stand up. Hallelujah. Jesus is coming to town today. Tell you what, God's probably got a healing for somebody today. They said, Hosanna, save me, save me, save me, hallelujah. Can y'all sing those words? Save me. Because Jesus is getting ready to come back. He's coming back. He's healing. He's restoring. Bringing people back from the dead. Hallelujah. Jesus was different, and he had humility. 
And the people are saying, save me. It's fulfilled prophecy in Zechariah 9, 9. And it says that, look up, your king is coming. At that time, they were looking for a savior for their enemies. Now, some of them recognized Jesus as the Messiah, but some of them were ignorant of his actual kingship. Some of them thought he was just a political savior. Some of them thought he was just a national savior. They didn't realize that he was our spiritual savior, that he sat on that donkey to show us that he, his kingdom, was not here. It was a spiritual kingdom, a kingdom of peace and not a kingdom of war. And I tell you what, when they seen all them people waving them palm branches, them chief priests had to get mad. They like, the whole world is worshiping this man. Now, you know the whole world wasn't there, but that was actually prophetic also, that people would be chasing after Jesus 2,023 years later after he went to heaven. The whole world, you're accomplishing nothing. All the haters was trying to bring Jesus down and just couldn't do it. And, you know, the chief priests were concerned about their power. They weren't really concerned about spirituality. You know, sometimes we get to church and we kind of concerned about looking good and, and, you know, being seen. But we're not actually concerned about being good, doing what is right. And so we have to look at ourselves and examine ourselves. And like Jesus, well, we could be up on high. Lower yourself down low in humility, looking to God Instead of glorifying yourself, glorify God. And that's exactly what Jesus did. Uh, if you can put that scripture back up. In John, Jesus um, replied, The hour for the Son of Man to be glorified has come. That's verse 23. Verse 23. And it says, uh, Very truly I tell you, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground, and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds, right? Their life, I'm sorry, it remains only a single seed. Anyone who loves their life will lose it. I'll say that one more time. Anybody who loves their life, love getting glory, they're going to lose it. While anyone who hates their life in this world and its pleasures will keep it for eternal life. What sense is it to gain the whole world and lose your own soul? Jesus talked about glorification as death. Nobody thinks about glorification as death. Nobody wants to go to prom on a donkey. <laughs> right? Nobody wants to get married on a donkey. You want to get a limo, right? <laughs> And so Jesus illustrated this with a grain of wheat falling and dying to regrowth in God, planting seeds to produce many seeds. Jesus' death and burial was necessary for God's glorification. True glory in our lives is when we can give God glory in our lives. A seed, imagine that seed being uncomfortable, dark, in the depth of the dirt, moist and cold and there's no heat and you know there's nobody around you just by yourself you know sometimes we're in some dark times too when we're feeling alone cold no one's around us it's moist it's uncomfortable they ain't, we ain't got no heat right but um sometimes we 
feel like we're buried like Lazarus, but sometimes we're just being planted. God puts us in the dark so that we can grow and come back like he did. So Jesus was in the heart of the earth so that sometimes that when we go into the deep and darkness, we can come out better. It's not comfortable to be in the dark. It's not comfortable to feel like you're buried alive, like this is happening to me, and why are these people talking to me like this, and where am I going to get some finances, and when am I going to get better, and when is my heart going to flip back over, and when am I going to get my apartment, and when are these people going to leave me alone, and when am I going to get my car again, somebody's broken into my car. You know, life happens, right? But sometimes God allows it so that he can bring you out, and so God can get glory out of that situation, so that people will know, what did that person do in that tough time when they were buried, when they felt like there was nothing else going to happen to them? We thought there was no hope for them. Jesus came along and saved them. Jesus came along and resurrected them. Jesus came along and gave them that new life. So when we think about Jesus going to the, going to the grave, he gave us new life in him. We feel buried, but we are actually planted to grow. If you put up John verse 26, um, on to verse 26 there, and it says, Whoever serves me must follow me, and where I am, my servant will also be. Wait a minute. Jesus was in the heart of the earth. <laughs> we might actually end up in the heart of the earth sometimes, feeling like we're buried. But then Jesus was what? He was resurrected. We get buried with Christ, but guess what? We get resurrected with Jesus Christ as well. When we go through that situation in hope, looking to God. And then it says, now my soul is troubled. And what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour? No, it was for this very reason I came to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Jesus was willing to die. You know, sometimes we have to die daily to give God glory. We have to die to those earthly pleasures that we like so much. We had some good practice during Lent, most of us, I would say, when we had to give up a few things. How, how was that going with everybody? Lent is almost over with. Yeah, we had to give up some things. Some of us gave us some food, some candy. What else did y'all give up? We gave up, uh, I don't know, TV just to get closer to God, just to put God first, just to build ourselves up in faith spiritually. Sometimes it's good to die for God's glory. What are you willing to die for? You know, some of us may not have done everything that we promised ourselves to do during Lent or even the first of the year when we have our uh, New Year's resolution. I'm going to change this. I'm going to do this. But I'm going to tell you this. Keep on moving and keep on going in God and watch what God is going to do in your life. So Lent is only a, 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 a church thing that we do as a church, but you can ask God to help you throughout the year with some of those things to come back stronger going forward in the year. What are you willing to give up? What pleasures do you need to give up in order to give God glory in your life? You know, there's um, ways to give up um, to give up your glory. And there's different ways to listen to what God is telling you. But we all have to die at some point. Giving up these worldly pleasures uh, will help you keep your life eternally. 
So sin, I had to tell somebody the other day, I just have this problem. I just keep on doing this, and I just, you know, I thought it was going to work out. And I just, you know what, sin is only going to give you a temporary pleasure. It's not going to last. You know, it, that's everything that glitters is not gold, right? Yeah. Sin does not gonna, is not going to keep you. you. You know, God is the one that's going to keep you. When you go through things, anything worth having is not going to be easy. That's the trick of the enemy. <laughs> anything worth having is not going to be easy. And the scripture says, wide is the gate to destruction, and many enter it. But narrow is the gate that leads to life. And so Jesus, he predicted, yes, I'm gonna, I have glory, but guess what? He also predicted his death. And he tried to prepare the disciples for this. He said, the hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Many times in the, um, in the scriptures, you'll hear Jesus says, my hour has not yet come. My hour has not yet come. And now he's saying, oh, my hour has come. It's time for the Son of Man to be glorified. But right after that, he says, very truly, I tell you, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, the very next step after glory is what? Death. And he went on through that week. He went on through Palm Sunday. He went on through all that glory on the donkey in the, in the kingdom of peace and everything. And on Monday, Thursday, he did what? He washed their feet. What else? He had the Last Supper. He instituted the new covenant with communion. And he went to the Garden of Gethsemane. And you know what? I like what it says. Um, my soul is troubled. Jesus was a human being. He felt it. He knows what it feels like to be under immense amount of pressure. You know, we not, we go through tough times, but we have to go through tough times with a good attitude. He looked directly to God and saying, Father, glorify your name, not my will. Yours be done. Nobody likes going, anybody here like going through a hard time? Nobody likes going through a hard time. But God sometimes will take us through that hard time, like the valley of the shadow of death. Yea, God walks through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil. And then finally he was arrested. Jesus was betrayed for me, forsaken for me, accused for me, punished for me, taken to Calvary and crucified like a criminal. Jesus was down and out for me. But tell your neighbor, Sunday is coming. Say, yeah, the neighbor, Sunday is coming. Jesus told of how he was going to the Father. And his servants, that's us, will go wherever he goes. Amen? That is a comfort, isn't it? And he also promised another comforter, the Holy Spirit, a gift from, the, from God, alive in me. Jesus is alive in me. Tell your neighbor, Jesus is alive in me. Jesus was confident. How many of you are confident when you feel like you're being buried? <laughs> it's hard to be confident when you feel like you're going to die. You're going through a tough situation. But he looked to God, and he would be in the heart of that earth for three days, and God did lift him up, and he is alive forevermore. Let's look at the Old Testament scripture. There and it says, uh, go on to the Old Testament scripture. It says, The Lord is my light and salvation. Whom shall I fear? 
The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked advance against me to devour me, it is my enemies and my foes who will stumble and fall. Keep going. Though an in, an army besiege me, my heart will not fear. Though war break out against me, even then will I be confident. There's that confident word again. One thing I ask from the Lord, this only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. I mean, it's worth it when you go through a hard time to know that I'm going to be with God, to know that you went through a hard time. You know, some of y'all may feel convicted right now. I didn't really do what I was supposed to do. Get up and try again. Get up and do it again. That's why Jesus died for us. He died for our sins. Now get up and try again. God has already forgiven you. Get up and try again. And then it says in verse 6, then my head will be exalted above my enemy. The enemy could be an an army. An enemy could be uh, somebody that you don't like. An enemy could be sickness. An enemy could be debt. Any enemy that you have around, it says my head will be exalted above my enemies who surround me. At the sacred tent. An enemy can even be death. I will sacrifice with shouts of joy. Having joy. He had joy. He had joy in times of trouble. That's hard. I will sing and make music to the Lord. You know, Jesus had a choice. He could have been depressed. He could have been down and out. He could have just went to his room and just shut the door and covered his head and just say, well, I'll die one of these days and just say forget it. No, he went throughout the day encouraging other people, even though he knew he was about to die. What if we went through our situations like Jesus with a good attitude? What if we went through that like that, confident in God that God was going to bring you out of that tough time? We had to give up those pleasures during Lent. And also in life, we still have to continue to give up things to get closer to God. Lent might be a church season, but it doesn't stop. Continue on, continue on dying daily. We still have to die daily. God brought you out before, and guess what? He's going to do it again. Good Friday, it was very sad. It was disheartening. Read the scriptures. Read the Gospels this week. Read the scriptures. Tell your neighbor, read your Bible. It was, it's painful to imagine Jesus getting beat, you know, Jesus carrying his own cross. Jesus going to Golgotha and getting put on that cross. They're mocking him, putting the crown of thorns. Our Savior. You know, would you have been one of the people that said crucify him? Or would you have been like, have, uh, been like Mary and the other Marys? Um, but Jesus was the Lamb of God. He died for our sins so that we can go where he is going. Because guess what? Sunday is coming. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy is coming in the morning. Amen. Good Friday, it didn't seem good, but it was good for us. And Jesus died so our sins would be forgiven and we can live eternally. It was hard, but he did it for me. He did it for you, and he was down and out for me. Next week, Pastor Kelly is going to preach on Easter about the greatest comeback. How many of y'all are expecting a great comeback in your life? Amen. Let us pray.
Lord, we just say thank you for your son, Jesus, that was down and out for me, God. We just say thank you for the example that he had in our lives, Lord. Thank you, God, that even though people were worshiping with palms on uh, Palm Sunday and they said crucify him by Friday, you still love us, God. You still die for us, God. And we're still forgiving, God. We ask you, Lord, to come into our lives, God, and help us to be more strong in you. Help us, Lord, to be more confident when we go through tough times we feel like we're dying, when we feel like we have no way out. We know that you have not forgotten about us. You didn't bring us this far just to leave us. So we ask you, God, to come into our lives this week, God, as we celebrate Jesus as we look at Monday, Thursday, and Good Friday, and finally Easter Sunday, God, help us to live with you in mind, God. Help us to know that our dark times are not going to be forever. You have a resurrection for us, God. And we ask you in all these things, in Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. We're going to rise and we're going to sing. This I believe. If you're at home, we're getting ready to have communion. So go ahead and get your communion elements ready. I believe in God our Father. I believe in Christ the Son. I believe in the Holy Spirit. Our God is three in one. I believe in the resurrection that we will rise again. For I believe in the name
Amen. Praise God. You may be seated. Saints, our scripture and the gospel and our Lord teaches us to take a moment to examine our hearts, to truly think about the sin that Pastor Antonia mentioned a little bit today, the sins that we have committed and how we need to cleanse our hearts and, and be ready for our Savior. So let's take a moment to examine our hearts and confess our sins and receive that forgiveness. Amen. Hear what Jesus Christ promises. Happy are those who hunger and thirst for what is right. They shall be satisfied. the word of the Lord. All those whom I love, I correct and discipline. Therefore, shake off your complacency and repent. See, I stand knocking at the door. If anyone listens to my voice and opens the door, I will go in and dine. Lift up your hearts. Holy God, we praise you for your son, Jesus, who shared our weakness and was tempted in every way as we are, who obeyed you by suffering and dying for us. You have raised him to rule the world and have given Jesus a name above all names, Lord and Christ. We praise him and we glorify you, great God, our creator. Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. We have it on good report that on our night, on the night that our Lord and Savior was uh, taken and arrested, he took bread and broke it. And he, before he said, he said, thanks. And he said, this is my body, which is broken for you. Whenever you eat of it, do so in remembrance of me. the same manner he took the cup and after giving thanks he said this is the new covenant which is sealed in my blood whenever you drink of this do so in remembrance of me the 
abiding Christ, the bread of heaven. The blood of Christ, the cup of salvation. Let us pray our prayer of thanksgiving. Bountiful God, we give you thanks that you have refreshed us at your table by granting us the presence of Christ, strengthen increase our love for one another, and send us forth into the world in courage and peace, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. If we could all rise to sing, thank you, Lord.
We can see that we got a 94-year-old in the house today. Hallelujah. Mr. Jackson is back there, and Pastor Antonio is going to help us lead the happy birthday song. Hallelujah. Y'all know I can't sing. If you know I can't sing, let the mic go. You can sing just so low that we can't hear you. That's all. Ready, one, two, go. A happy birthday to you. A happy birthday to you. Every day of the year, may you feel Jesus near. A happy birthday to you. A happy birthday to you. May it be the best you ever Easter events. 
our Good Friday, our, our resurrection, our Easter egg dying, our Easter card hop. So make sure you take a card and invite someone to church. You all should have gotten your cards in the mail from us this past week. You all, we are going to, Pastor Antonia and I are going to take out cards tomorrow uh, around 11 o'clock if, if they are not all gone. If anyone would like to join us in the community, we will be in the community tomorrow. We are making progress with our sanctuary, you all. Our sanctuary is almost done. <laughs> it is almost done. They, they are going to give us the final call on Wednesday and let us know the exact date. So you all will be getting an email and a phone tree from me. We must be moving back home, y'all. <laughs> we must be moving back. So we are going to need help dusting and cleaning and putting TVs and monitors and all that stuff back together. So listen for the call. And if you're able to come out and help, we would appreciate your help in advance. David Watts, uh, homegoing, his uh, brother-in-law, Daryl's homegoing celebration was yesterday, and we thank you all for your prayers, your cards, your calls, your support in attending the service. Again, want to say congratulations to our very famous right here, Lenny Gray. <laughs> if you got to see on Fox 8 News this past weekend, he was uh, on there performing at 7.30 in the morning with the blues casters, praise God. So congratulations, Lenny. You all did an outstanding job. It was really nice to see you all perform. Jasmine. <laughs> I told him he has to go back on because they didn't interview him. I'm going to call him up like everybody else they be talking to. Why didn't he talk to you, Lenny? <laughs> Lenny's probably like, I'm glad he didn't say nothing. <laughs> it's too early in the morning. <laughs> Jasmine Baines tickets for her In the Heights performance are available. You can go April 14th, 15th, and 16th. You can buy them online at playhousequare.org, or you can purchase them at the door. I want to say thank you. Who are those ladies that sang in the Women's uh, Night of Hope, Amber's Night of Hope? Praise God. Our ladies represented us well, uh, Pastor Toby, Susan, Pearly, Renee, and Katie, right? They all sang, sang beautifully, and we thank you for serving. Uh, we want to say congratulations to Jave. Jave is, I'm going to get her age wrong, y'all. Fifth grade, sixth grade. <laughs> Joy, Joy Williams' daughter, Tina Williams' granddaughter. But she has been just doing a phenomenal job at promoting her book. She has been invited to so many places. She's received awards and honors. And she was at the Fatima uh, Center this past weekend. And she was in Cleveland Heights a, a couple weeks ago. So we just want to congratulate and keep celebrating a job well done for Jave. And please forgive me, Jave and Joy, if I'm messing that all up. But we, we know you out there. You're doing a great job. want to say uh, that don't forget, I talked about the lilies and the tulips. Turn your papers in today before you leave. And then uh, if, if you see me run out the door, it's not because I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> it's Terrence and I are traveling to Michigan this afternoon. My stepfather is having a mason banquet. And my stepfather never asks us, asks us for one thing in the world but to attend that banquet. And so we're going to go travel to Michigan, and we'll be traveling back home this evening. So please pray for travel mercy for us. Did I get all the announcements? Oh, thank you. Pearly, candy, candy, candy. <laughs> we need candy, y'all. This week is the Easter candy hop. 
And y'all know the kids, we are known for our candy. We cannot disappoint the kids. We plan on giving out over 100 uh, baskets of candy, and we need them to be full. We don't like giving out skimpy baskets, right? <laughs> so if you could please bring up candy or chips or any goodies to go in the basket. Uh, Susan reminded me the choir bells are going to be practicing after service today um, because next Sunday we will have choir bells, <laughs> the Easter bells, I think they're called. Mary? Yes, keep bringing the egg cartons. Uh, Mary James has done a splendid job, y'all, getting us ready for the Easter egg dying. The kids are going to be making this uh, arts and craft project of a cross using the Easter egg cartons you all have donated, and they look beautiful. So uh, if you can come and help with that and volunteer, but definitely bring the kids. Bring the kids, okay? Who else have I forgotten? Want to welcome back. I, I thought, did she leave already? She already left? Okay, uh, we wanted to welcome back Lisa Red, but she's already gone. <laughs> so thank you. Oh, okay. We want to welcome our first-time guests. If we can give them a, a new life at Calvary welcome, thank you for being here with us today. We are so glad that you are here. All right. Y'all know y'all always give me a lead, and y'all say, you forgot to say this. <laughs> All right, let's rise for the benediction. Gracious and holy God, as we prepare to depart from this place, but never from your sight, Lord Jesus, we pray that we can take all the fruit of your precious Holy Spirit, your love, your joy, your peace, your patience, your kindness, your goodness, your gentleness, your faithfulness, and your self-control, Lord, we want to be found faithful. We give you all the honor and the glory and the praise in your name. It's in the mighty name of Jesus Christ we pray. And all God's people said, amen and amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, I'm mighty glad you came to church today.